Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of The Crease Dive, presented by Barstool Sports. I'm Jordy from Barstool. We got a special little solo episode coming up here, because I just spent the past weekend up in Onondaga Nation for the Lacrosse All-Stars North American Invitational. If you've never heard about what that is yet, I highly suggest hopping on Google right now to check it out, because it is hands down one of the best weekends on the lacrosse calendar year after year. And if you haven't made it out there for a tournament yet, Get yourself up to Onondaga Nation next year uh, because it is just an unreal box across tournament and an overall beauty of an experience. Uh, so, you know, there are plenty of great box across tournaments, whether it's the Minto Cup, the Man Cup, the NLL Cup, all these great tournaments at a, either a professional level or a, a high level of junior. But this one right here, I mean, this is where you get you know, guys like me, you know, guys who have been playing in the beer leagues uh, for the past few years. But you also get guys like Lyle Thompson, Miles Thompson, Tyson Bell, uh, Team USA, Box Lacrosse sent their couple of rosters there. So you get some of the best lacrosse players in the world, and then you get some guys who just muck it up in the beer leagues like me, maybe you. Uh, so it, it's a great little diversity of talent there, and everyone just kicks ass the entire weekend. And speaking of kicking ass, Thompson Brothers Lacrosse, they now won their third straight LASNAI tournament. Uh, like I said before, you know, that's a roster that is completely loaded. That is a wagon. It is an all-star team. Uh, so, you know, they, again, like guys like Lyle, guys like Miles, uh, Dane Smith. I mean, it's a joke how good this team is. And I think that the only thing that's going to prevent them from winning four in a row next year is if Barstool puts in a team of our own. So, uh, you know, maybe some of you NLL guys out there who might be listening right now, listen, start sending in your resumes because we need to assemble a roster that is going to finally take those guys down. It is championship or bust, all right? So if you guys want to win a nice little championship before the NLL season starts next year, hit me up. We'll see if we can find a spot for you on the roster because we are coming for that number one spot, baby, baby. But yeah, like I mentioned, I mean, the diversity of talent at this tournament is pretty wild. You've, like I said, you got guys who are playing NLL, are playing Senior A, who have played Junior A, Senior B, uh, guys who have played box across at an extremely high level. And then you've also got guys who probably don't have a ton of box across playing experience at all. Uh, or if they do, it, it just never really amounted to much. But they're still out there grinding their ass off anyway for a few days and, you know, six or seven games. Uh, and there really isn't a better... Uh, I'm going to try to go out of my vocab right now and, and see if I can really drive home this, this word right here. But there's a no bigger microcosm of what's going on at that tournament than the U.S. box across national team uh, who basically are treating this tournament now like their training camp to try to get their roster settled for the Worlds coming up. Uh, so, you know, they sent two rosters here to the tournament. They had Team USA White and Team USA Blue, uh, and, and they were just bringing as many guys as they could to try to narrow down that roster. And so, like I said, with the diversity of the tournament in general, the diversity of the U.S. box across national team right now uh, is outright. I mean, you've got guys who have proven themselves in the box game, guys like uh, Joel White, Brett Manny, 
Tom Schreiber, who is who was a back-to-back MLL MVP on top of being an NLL Rookie of the Year, uh, you know, and he's one of the best you know point scorers in the NLL right now uh, as an American. Uh, but then you've also got guys like Trevor Baptiste, who just got drafted to the Philly Wings this past week. Uh, and, you know, the only real box experience that he has is, you know, he played this summer in the Colorado College League. Uh, a guy like Connor Kelly, who got drafted to the San Diego Seals last week, despite never playing box across before in his life. This past weekend was the first time that he's been playing box. Uh, he went out there. And he he crushed it right off the bat. I mean, he's I, I think that he's going to be able to make that transition very, very quickly. We'll talk to him a little bit later. Uh, but, you know, so you've got guys on the U.S. box across national team who have been there, who have done it at a high level in this version of the sport as well as just bringing in just great lacrosse players and great athletes and now trying to mold them into box lacrosse players and, you know, seeing which guys can can make the transition and, and which guys can. I mean, you've got guys like Rob Pinnell out there who have dominated the field game for years now. One of the, one of the best lacrosse players in the world, if not at the moment, the best lacrosse player in the world, but he doesn't have a ton of box playing experience. But you're not going to not at least try him out for the national team at the box game. And he's out there looking just as smooth as he always does. So, you know, Pinnell, uh, guys like Blaze Yurden, who, you know, will have that beauty on the podcast soon enough, I promise, uh, especially to talk about that coast-to-coast goal he had against Cornell a couple quarterfinals ago. Uh, but, you know, he's a guy, again, who, first off, lives out every single goalie's dream being able to play forward in the box game. I I don't think I've ever met a goalie before in my life who doesn't wish that they were the ones putting the ball in the back of the net instead of getting shot at. Well, he gets to do both. Uh, You know, so he was on the roster looking great there. So again, you've got guys who have have played this style of the game before, and you've got guys who are new to it. uh, And it looks like a nice little mesh is happening because both teams had a sick tournament. Both teams ended up in the semifinals. Unfortunately, both of them ended up losing to Thompson Brothers Lacrosse at, on, on that final day of the tournament. Uh, one of them lost to them in the semifinals, and then the other USA team, unfortunately, lost to them in the championship game. But you know, for a, a, a group that not a lot of people thought was going to have the most successful tournament, because like I mentioned, the talent level, you know, despite you know, a bunch of beer leaguers playing, you know, there were like 30 some teams at this tournament and the teams at the top were wagons. The the team, the Frog Pond Maulers, they had uh, the current first overall draft pick in the NLL, Austin Stats, as well as another first rounder in this past draft, Brendan Bomberry. I mean, that's a team that a lot lot of people thought were going to take it to the U.S. team uh, and kind of show them that, hey, you know, you guys are still a little ways away from really competing in the box game. Well, Team USA went out there and and stole a win from them. So uh, it was a great tournament for U.S. box across. There is a lot to be looking forward to there. So what I figured I'd do is I, I... I figured that I would try to get both ends of the spectrum here. You know, I've mentioned how there are some guys on on this U.S. roster who have been playing this game before and some guys who don't have a ton of experience playing box. So I tried to grab one of each. 
So uh, coming up here with the interviews, we've got Tom Schreiber, who, as I mentioned, uh, was an NLL Rookie of the Year and has been, you know, dominating shit so far up in Toronto playing for the Rock. And then after that, we've got Connor Kelly, who, again, is a Seals draft pick. But this past weekend was his first time playing box across. Uh, so we talked to him about how that transition's been going. And, yeah, we talked to Tommy Schreiber about, you know, what it's going to take to really start uh, because to really start driving home this resurgence of box across in America again because it's died down for a while. And, and right now it's, uh, you know, U.S. box across doesn't get a ton of respect, uh, you know, maybe from, from the Canadians uh, or from, you know, the natives. Uh, you know, you really have to prove yourself out there or else they're just going to think that, you know, you're some soft American who should be, you know, back out on the field, uh, you know, split dodge into your offhand and shooting down the alley. So, you know, you, you need guys like Tommy Schreiber to go in there and prove themselves at that high level in order for more people to start respecting American box across. Uh, so we talked to him about, you know, what, what that's going to take. And, and then we talked to Connor Kelly about hopefully being one of the next ones. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's pass it off to those beauties. Uh, just a real quick disclaimer here. If the audio is a, is a little hard to hear or, if, you know, if there's a lot going on, it's because we ripped these interviews uh, during the tournament in Onondaga Arena. Uh, so this was, you know, while other games were being played or during warm up. So you're probably going to hear some music or you're going to hear some, you know, some cheers or some shit like that. Uh, but, you know, that's just the price you pay when you do interviews live on the spot. So again, here is Tom Schreiber followed up by Connor Kelly. So right now we are with Tom Schreiber at the Lacrosse All-Stars North America Invitational. Uh, unfortunately, you, you've had to be spending this tournament uh, up in the stands so far, nursing a uh, nursing an injury. So uh, before we even get going here, how's that wheel feeling? Feeling good. Appreciate you asking. I'm uh, three and a half weeks out of surgery. Uh, probably another month or so, uh, something like that. Just kind of went in there and cleaned it up. Uh, yeah. Old injury from Mindor and been lingering around and addressed it. So it's uh, pretty brutal watching, but yeah, uh, so. So I'm, I'm four weeks uh, post-op from ACL surgery, so right now you're listening to two guys just <laughs> grinding it out. We're, we're playing hurt, but we're, we're podcasting through it. Um, so, but, but yeah, that, that's good to hear that you're uh, you know, taking care of that because uh, it, was, it was definitely tough seeing you go down during the NLL season last year. Kind of lingered in a little bit into the summer, but uh, hey, it didn't stop you from scoring the game-winning goal at, at the Worlds this summer in Israel. Um, so real quick, let, let's just talk about that because you know, obviously, depending on who you ask about that goal, they'll say whether it was controversial or not. Uh, but I think, regardless of whatever anyone's stance is on that goal, uh, I think it was a huge goal for the cross because I've said this before. Um, you know, that kind of the way that that game ended, I think only builds into the USA Canada rivalry uh, you know and that's gonna just build that up even more for four years down the road for the for the next outdoor worlds yeah. uh, and then as we're seeing out here right now with, with uh, you know the US box team really growing um, you know hopefully getting that to be a great rivalry as well with Canada so yeah. you know what, what are your thoughts on that rivalry yeah and I mean I don't there's nothing like it in lacrosse it's just uh, you know it's the highest level and um, yeah, they're just they're very different teams, but I think there is a lot of respect there at the end of the day. Like, you know, being in the box league, being in the NLL the last few years, um, getting to know some of those guys, their level of compete, 
how hard they play, how much they care about the game, how much they respect the game is, you know, something I'm all about. But, you know, when you're suiting up against them, you know, all that goes out the window and you just want to beat them. Um, you know, I wish I, I wish I had buried the first shot uh, about five seconds before the last one, but um, I'll take it. And um, like you said, like controversy or not, like I'm sure there'll be an opportunity, another opportunity to play against those guys. And um, just based off of you know, how great a team they are, and um, you know, I think we'll reload too. I think it'll be pretty sick for you know going forward as it's been forever. Yeah, it's it's a it's a shame that that game was on at uh, you know like 2:30 a.m. Eastern time because it was. Without a doubt, uh, you know, one of the best lacrosse games start to finish, just back and forth, um, you know, and all the best lacrosse players in the world were on that field. Uh, so it, it, that was definitely a great one. And so now, you know, mo moving in more toward box, uh, you know, there, there are a few faces in the sport of lacrosse. You know, you got your guys like Rabel, you got your guys like Pinnell, um, you know, I think Lyle's one of those guys. And as far as guys who, who do both field and box, I mean, right now you're, you know, you're, you're probably the guy. I mean, I don't know how many other guys uh, have ever been back-to-back -back MLL MVPs as well as being MLL Rookie of the Year. So, you know, as far as guys who excel at both, you're right up there at the top. And I think having a guy like that as an American is going to be huge for the growth of U.S. box across. Um, you know, so, so what are your thoughts on, you know, how, uh, you know, box across is starting to have a nice little resurgence again here in America and you know how a guy like you can kind of spark that growth you know kids watching at home being like well shit you know that can be me you know yeah. even though they say you know a lot, a lot of Americans might not think the box is for them well right. take a look at Tom Shriver he's yeah. fucking crushing it <laughs> I appreciate you saying that um, I've always I've always viewed um, you know the best players like even growing up um, you know as the guys who could do both um, and I really never intended on playing box and kind of just came about and uh, fell in love with it pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, you, you look at a Lyle Thompson, you look at guys like that that excel in both, and it's like, it's hard not to, you know, look up to those guys and try to do it. So uh, I'm thankful that I got the chance to, to play and um, to see this at this event right now. Like, you look at Connor Kelly, that kid is tearing it up out here. He's never played before, um, but his game translates. So I think just the more guys that can start doing it and, um, it seems like the two leagues are going to be able to work it out scheduling-wise, which I know is a big hurdle for a lot of guys. And, um, you're seeing more and more Americans drafted. You're seeing the youth box uh, movement kind of go across the states. Uh, it's exciting. You know, the NLL is, is going places, and um, the more American faces we see over there, especially with their expansion plans, um, you know, the better. You know, it's, I think I know you're pumped about the team in Philly. Uh, I think we all are, and I know they they got a lot of uh, a lot of Americans over there, so it's going to be uh, exciting to see. Yeah, uh, definitely a, a ton of roster spots are going to be opening yeah. up over the next you know the next couple years here, but especially so in the next you know 10 years, 15 years, um, going to be a ton of expansion in the NLL. Um, you know, so a ton of more opportunities for Americans to, to kind of make their mark in that league. Uh, so you know, last question here that I'll ask you because you know those roster spots are going to be opened up. And because we've seen, you know, a bunch of college guys this past draft get, get picked up, you know, guys who may not have had a ton of uh, box experience or none at all. So guys like Connor Kelly or Justin Gutterding or, you know, Trevor Baptiste, who, you know, just started playing box in the summer. Um, you know, do, do you think that it, it would be, you know, smart and or, you know, important for more college teams to start introducing, uh, you know, either, you know, guys playing box or, or at least introducing more box aspects 
uh, you know, maybe into their fall or winter programs, you know, just to get these guys ready to make the transition. Yeah, with, both. without a doubt, without a doubt, whether it's youth, college programs, high school programs, even, even field lacrosse pros that get involved in a box league. It's not only, I think a lot of people look at the, you know, inside finishing, you become a better shooter inside. I think that's for sure, but it's also just like, um, you know, Blaze Reardon said this once, I thought it was awesome. Like, box lacrosse is just 60 minutes of, you know, just being a man, you know, and, and working hard and, and being tough, and um, I thought that was awesome. You know, I think that's something that a lot of people forget about, is just how much better you get at your loose balls, um, you know, how much, you, know, you just get tougher, man. Like, it's, uh, you can't hide out there. There's no place to hide, and, um, you know, anytime your team's getting tougher, they're getting better at GBs and, and can score on top of that, I think it's, you know, it benefits everybody. So I've had a blast doing it. Um, I know every kid that has played both, I ask what they like better, it's box. And um, to your point around just becoming a better field player, I think that's just the cherry on top. Yeah, yeah. I mean, grip factor up by 100. So. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> all right, I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we're all hoping that uh, you, you come back stronger than before. And, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing you play out there, except for when you're playing against Philly. Then I'm going to be in your ear, booing you the whole time for Fair 60 enough. minutes. Fair enough. Wouldn't have it any other way. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, so right now we've got on Connor Kelly, a member of Team U.S. Box Lacrosse, one of the two teams here at the Lacrosse All-Stars North America Invitational. Big week for you, huh? It's been an awesome week, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, so this starts off on Tuesday down in Philly at the NLL Draft. You get picked up by the San Diego Seals, a team who like dominated that draft, so you got to be excited about that. So then you have the draft on Tuesday. Then you come up here to Onondaga, and this is your uh, first box lacrosse playing experience, right? Right, first box so It's been awesome. The draft going down to it, I mean, it was surreal. I think the NLL puts on awesome events. I'm ready to make X-Men live. I'm with like, a bunch of guys like Joel Tinney, Trevor Baptiste, Jules Hanberg, guys I met through uh, the field game, but obviously seeing a bunch of guys that play box. Those guys are awesome. Uh, yeah, but so now you're here and, and you're with uh, again one of the two U.S. team, one of the two teams that U.S. Box Across brought here, getting your uh, you know your first experience uh, indoors on the floor here. Uh, started off about as good as it could be, right? You, you popped home a hat trick in one of those first few games. I think I saw you go airborne for one of them. Uh, so keeping the dive alive. So just uh, you know, how's that transition been for you for going from the field uh, onto the box now? Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, so I got the call about two weeks ago. Uh, Lance Basler reached out and said, hey, we want you to come try out for the team. And I'm like, hey, I'm all in. Uh, and then I really had to start getting pads and everything, helmet. <laughs> so I really had to figure out first. But uh, this experience has been awesome. I mean, just uh, USA puts on, just has that team culture that's built in in itself. And just the guys making so much fun working with them, uh, both on the on the floor and off. It's been an amazing time, amazing experience. So uh, the first game was fun, and we're rolling right now, rolling in the semis. So. Yeah, uh, you mentioned right there you had to pick up a few more pads. A uh, li little bit different from the field game. I mean, you, you go into MLL and you, you can go out there, no shoulder pads. You know, maybe maybe some uh, D elbow pads. And now you're now you're here playing box. You got to load up on the arm guards, the bicep pads, the ribbies. Uh, so you know, 
obviously, you know, you're you're a, a you know a tough guy, but you know, what's the the difference been in terms of physicality out here? I, I know that a lot of you know Canadians or natives, uh, you know, they like to look at American box lacrosse players and just automatically think, you know, oh, those guys are soft. We're gonna push them around a little bit. Uh, you know, the U.S. teams have been looking probably the most physical out of here of all. Um, but, you know, what, what's that been like? What's that adjustment been like for you? Just playing a little bit of a rougher style game. Right. It's funny because, like, the field game is like you try to wear as like, least amount of pads as possible. And then when you get to the box, they're like, put as many pads on as possible. They're going to respect you for it, and they're going to try to find that little spot where you don't have pads and they're going to get you there. So uh, it's been an awesome last couple games. You know, uh, we got to play Onondaga, right? Onondaga. So playing all these uh, Native Americans, playing these Canadians, and just the physicality is just through the roof. And you cut through the middle, you're getting jabbed in the back. You're getting shins, you're getting everywhere. It's awesome experience. I love the physicality. That's what sort of drew me to this game. And I'll take it on as much as I can. So last question here, you know, uh, you know, part of your game that makes you really stand out in the field game uh, is your vision. Uh, you know, we, we've seen you at Maryland just make some ridiculous cross field passes, some no lookers to that backside. Um, you know, and I think that the vision needs to be, uh, you know, even more, you know, focused in, dialed in here. While, you know, when you're playing in, in some tighter quarters. Um, so along with your vision, you know, what's another what's another aspect of your field game that makes it, you know, that you think you you've been able to, you know, translate into the box game now? Right, it's huge. I like vision. Uh, definitely, I like to carry over in this box game. Uh, being on the floor, uh, like you're getting hit around, you're getting uh, bumped around, and be able to see your guys throughout the floor because it's all about just little separation. It's, it's inches when it's come to the box. But the, I think the next biggest thing is my shot accuracy. That's what I sort of want to bring to a premium, just because you got the smallest net possible. And dealing yeah. with that, the goalies having the biggest pads, you got a couple inches to fit a ball in. So. It's yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a little tough going from the six by six to the four by four, but uh, you, you seem to be doing it pretty well right now. So best of luck to you. All right, and thanks again to Tom Schreiber and Connor Kelly for hopping on the podcast. Obviously, time was a little bit of an issue there. I mean, this was a huge, huge, important weekend for those guys and all of U.S. Box Across. Like I mentioned, they were treating this like their training camp to try to narrow down the roster for the national team. So it's not like they had a ton of time to just hang out and dick around at the tournament in between games like most teams were able to do. Uh, you know, they play their games, hop on the team bus, head back to the hotel and, and get ready for that next game. Uh, so really appreciate those guys giving us a few minutes of their spare time while they were at the tournament. Um, you know, like I said before the interviews, obviously the uh, the audio was a, a little rough just with, you know, games going on while the interview was, was happening. But uh, it's just a l little bit of the barstool difference. Also gives you a, uh, you know, kind of the feel like you were there. So it's it's a nice little intimate setting there with goal horns and announcements going off the entire time. Uh, but thank you again to everyone on, you know, U.S. Box Across uh, for, you know, looking forward to the big things coming from those guys. Uh, thanks again to everybody who was at the tournament and, you know, really looking forward to big things coming up from all those NLL guys uh, with the season coming up here in just a couple months. 
And most importantly, I uh, just want to give a real quick thank you to Lacrosse All-Stars before we wrap things up here. Again, it's it's one of the best weekends on the lacrosse calendar. These guys put on an unbelievable show. Uh, so all the guys at Lax All-Stars, especially Connor Wilson, um, you guys are, are kicking ass with this tournament every year. And hopefully we can get a Barstool team in there next year because, like I mentioned, somebody needs to finally take down Thompson Brothers lacrosse. And it, it, it might just have to be us. You know, if, if not us, then whom? Probably nobody. So uh, a great tournament every year. It does not disappoint. Uh, it's probably the only box across tournament, probably the only tournament in general that I would ever drive four hours out of my way to uh, just to watch because I couldn't even play with this bum ass ACL. Uh, so, you know, I think that that kind of speaks volumes to, to how great this tournament is. And, and, and it's an even better weekend, you know, lacrosse aside, just a great weekend, great time. So thanks again to those guys. Thanks again for everybody who, uh, you know, who I ran into at the tournament. Thanks for stopping by, reaching out, saying that you guys enjoy the podcast. Uh, it, it means a ton uh, to, to Robbie O and I. So appreciate all you guys listening. And until next time, low to high to the day we die, we out. I am a bit of a gambling man. I said, Yes, I am.